Gillespie? Here. No, Ms. Shelton is absent. Uh, Dr. Newman? Here. And Mr. Fraley? Here. Before we get into our agenda, I'd like to invoke a moment of personal privilege uh, commissioners and citizens. Uh, the young lady who is with us every, at each and every one of our public hearings and work sessions to take notes and keep records of what's taking place in our activities, and Ms. Deborah Hyman uh, is going to be retiring next month. Um, and we would like to acknowledge her because of all the holidays and coming up, and I'm sure as loyal as employees she is, she's probably got a bunch of vacation days stored up. Uh, so we do want to acknowledge uh, her service to us, particularly to this city, uh, specifically, and thank her for her years and contribution to trying to make us be all we can be. And we wish you all the best in whatever you proceed to pursue in your retirement. Congratulations and good luck to you. Thank you. All right. That doesn't mean you can leave early. <laughs> Susan? Okay, on your regular agenda, the first item is a request by the City Planning Commission for a zoning text amendment to Section 3.7.11, TOD, Transit Oriented Development, Section 2.3.3, Development Certificate Review Procedure, Section 3.1.2, Establishment of Zoning Districts, and Section 3.7.2, Establish special purpose-based zoning districts of the Norfolk Zoning Ordinance to correct regulations that were incorrectly translated from the prior zoning ordinance. Mr. Shaw. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. So as you recall from our previous discussions on this, um, this item, when we adopted our new zoning ordinance, uh, we, our intent was to not make any significant changes to the TUD zoning districts. Unfortunately, we realized in the, within the last uh, few weeks that when we adopted the new ordinance, we had made significant changes to the TOD zoning ordinance. We're not quite sure uh, where those came about. I have some ideas, uh, but anyway, we need to fix them. So what we're proposing to do here is to essentially carry forth everything that was in the 1992 zoning ordinance and put uh, in the 2018 zoning ordinance, essentially removing the, the changes that were made. Um, so that's, that's the item that's, that's requested. I'll just, um, an update on it since we've last um, spoken, or since earlier downstairs. Um, we, there are a couple of items that we do want to uh, address beyond what was um, actually prepared previously, um, and that's to uh, adjust the items that can be waived uh, for these, for any development certificate pushed through this process. So. Um, TOD zoning would require a development certificate for any proposed development in the area. You can currently, as it's drafted, you could waive, you could ask for waivers to the build to requirements, to the building orientation requirements, the lot coverage requirements, parking facility location requirements, and landscaping buffering and screening requirements. Um, as we're, as staff has been reviewing this item, uh, we feel that we should probably give applicants the ability to ask for waivers to also the building height requirements and the um, minimum open space requirements. Uh, without the intention of necessarily changing them, these would still have to go through, every item would have to go through um, City Planning Commission and for a waiver for City Council approval. So uh, we don't think that the impact would be significant, but we do, um, seeing as how these this zoning district is never, nothing's ever been built on a zoning district, we feel, feel that it's probably appropriate to give that level of flexibility. Thank you, Jeremy. Jeremy, just for the record, would you just name, list, or identify the TODs that we currently have in there? Sure. So this, this district would be, uh, and it's specifically laid out in the ordinance, this district would be appropriate for um, the essentially the half-mile walk shed areas around the Newtown Road, Military Circle, Ballantyne, and um, Norfolk State Light Rail Stations. Okay. Good deal. Any questions of Mr. Sharp, commissioners, comment, criticism, suggestion? Jeremy, thank you. Thank you. Uh, and commissioners, I do note that there is no opposition to this particular request, Susan. Okay. The motion is to approve the zoning text amendment subject to the modifications to the waivers. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Murphy? Aye. Dr. Newman? Aye. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. Thank you.
Okay, this next request is a request by Razos. Um, the site is located on the north side of West Little Creek Road. You've got multifamily to the north and to the east. You've got commercial uh, to pretty much the west and to the south. There's the new Starbucks that we looked at to the south, uh, and then the new dog park and fire station also. Um, the property is zoned currently MFNS. Um, what the applicant is proposing to do is to modify, and this is uh, fire station number 12, they would like to modify the fire station to put a restaurant on the first floor uh, and then to have two uh, residential units above with a very small office above. So to accommodate that, um, the property would be rezoned to CC, which is community commercial. Additionally, um, there are some uh, things about the structure that are non-conforming. The zoning ordinance does limit significant modifications to non-conforming structures. However, the city also would like to maintain our historic structures. This indeed is a historic structure. So the way we work around that is uh, to have the applicant designate the site as a, or designate the building as a Norfolk historic landmark. Um, so that is the second request, that this building be designated as a historic landmark. Um, this is the site plan here. Again, the building remains intact. Um, there is some outdoor dining that uh, is proposed, uh, you can't really see it, to the uh, west of the building. There is sufficient parking on to the rear of the site to meet parking for the restaurant. It's a fairly small restaurant, uh, as well as for the two residential units above uh, and the very small office. And you can see that uh, to the rear of the building. They are also proposing, I think it's a 310 square foot addition. Uh, it's a one-story addition. There's a small addition off the real, I, rear, I think that is a that is a non-contributing addition, and they're just going to carry that over. I think they need some additional space for the restaurant in the rear. Um, just to give you a feel, um, pictures of the site uh, in days gone by, we've got a 24, uh, and then a little bit later. Not too much change there. However, with the growth of the fire department and the growth of the vehicles, they did have to start making some modifications to the building. Um, you can see the doors are kind of squared off. Some of the details have been removed. Um, and that is the uh, station as it pretty much exists today. As you saw downstairs, um, the applicant is proposing to bring back this building as close as they can um, to the original um, structure, putting that column back in the middle. Um, and they did vote on Monday um, reviewing the modifications and also looking at the history of the building to uh, recommend to you all approval of the designation of the building as a historic uh, landmark. Um, staff is recommending that both the rezoning and the designation be approved. Um, we feel that a restaurant with limited hours uh, is a perfect uh, adaptive reuse of this building um, and we do recommend approval. Susan, uh, how old is the building actually? When was it built? I think 1923, I think. Okay. Now, are the operators intending to use the roll-up doors as roll-up doors? So the, um, the doors are going to be glass, and what they've said is they're going to be accordion, so they you. could open if possible. Oh, cool. Okay. Any other questions, commissioners? Thank you, Susan. Uh, chair, chair acknowledges. Uh, thank you, Dr. Newman. There is no opposition to this particular application. As soon as Susan sits down, we'll get to it. Okay, the motion is to approve the rezoning as well as the designation of the existing fire station uh, as a Norfolk Historic Landmark. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Murphy? Aye. Dr. Newman? Aye. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. We'll make that recommendation to council. Good luck. The next request is uh, item number three, Aviation Institute of Maintenance College Properties, LLC, for a change of zoning to modify the proper conditions of property zoned INC, institutional campus located at 2329 and 2331 East Little Creek Road. The purpose of this request is to convert the existing property into a vocational trade school. Okay, so this application is Aviation Institute of Maintenance College. It is located at 2329 through 2331 East Little Creek Road. It is located along the southern line of East Little Creek Road, just east of Halpern Drive. 
the existing conditions are uh, vacant, vacant school site, which used to be uh, Calvary. This, the site was part of a conditional rezoning back in 2002 to allow a K through 12 school. The applicant is proposing to convert the existing property into a vocational trade school. The property is zoned INC institutional campus. Again, the applicant is requesting to modify the proffered conditions that is attached to the property to use the site for a vocational trade school. This is a site plan proposal from the applicant. The applicant are proposing to turn the field into a parking for the trade school. Um, an email of support was received from the Eastland Civic League and staff does recommend approval of the request according to the proffered conditions. Thank you, Sherry. Any questions of Ms. Williams, commissioners? We're gonna have uh, sidewalks added along Little Creek? Yes. Thank you. Thanks, Kevin. I wanted to ask that too. Thank you. Ditto. <laughs> Thanks. Good looking out. Mr. Uh, Chair, just to clarify, the, the sidewalks are shown on the Crawford site plan, mm -hmm. which is why we're coming. It is, yes. So. Thanks, Bobby. Um, Chair will acknowledge that there is no opposition to this application, but here in favor of it is the applicant and Crenshaw. Ms. Crenshaw, if you, you got something you'd like to tell us, we'd be glad to listen. Not really. I, I'm, I'm an attorney I'm with Kaufman and Canoles, and I'm happy to answer any questions. Representative of my client is here, and he as well is happy well, to. Well, since you've come to the podium, you're going to have to give us your name and mail and address anyway. All right, I will do that. Uh, Kaufman and Canoles, um, 2101 Parks Avenue, Virginia Beach, Virginia. And your name? Ann Crenshaw. Thank you, Ms. Crenshaw. There's one thing I'd like to tell you all. I don't know if you caught it in, in, in reading this. My client is purchasing this school and he is donating a million dollars worth of scholarships to the Aviation Institute, to um, Centura College or Tidewater Tech for folks that, that are, are nominated by the Calvary Church. And it, it's our sincere hope that this is a profitable beginning and creates a workforce development tool for the city of Norfolk in the region. Well, that's good information. No, Ms. Crenshaw, thank you very much. You're welcome. We're also going to give you, give you what's left in the school, for, for the school system. Okay. Mm -hmm. so. It's very gracious. You tell your client this city is the most appreciative of his benevolence. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, also, the chair wants to acknowledge uh, uh, other proponents of this application, Glenn Gibson and Joel English. Thank you both for being here. Commissioners, any question or comment? Susan. The motion is to approve the change of zoning to modify the proper conditions. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Houchins? I, I just want to take a moment to um, thank the Aviation Institute um, for, the, for the use of just a, a very beautiful building. Um, it's, it's good to know that that, uh, that uh, building will be continued use for an institution and for training and learning. And uh, with that, I vote yes. Mr. Murphy? Aye. Dr. Newman? Aye. And Mr. Fraley? Would like to uh, echo Mr. Housen's comments. Uh, good to get some meaningful reuse out of these vacant buildings around our city. Wish you all the best, and we'll make that recommendation to council. Good luck. I vote yes. Okay. The next item on the agenda is uh, number four, Monument Development 14, LLC. For the following applications at 2202 Llewellyn Avenue, A, a change of overlay zoning to repeal the 21st Street PCO, Pedestrian Commercial Overlay District, to apply the Norfolk and Western Historic Overlay HO-NNW District, and B, conditional use permit to allow dwelling unit multifamily with more than 24 units in a structure within the HO-NNW District. The purpose of this request is to renovate the historic industrial building to accommodate a mix of uses, 2,000 square feet of commercial space, and 2,500 residential units. Um, so again, this site is located on Llewellyn Avenue, uh, just north of the tracks um, and um, 22nd Street uh, to the south of the site. It's an existing um, building. Um, 
The property is actually currently zoned CC and it is located in our uh, PCO 21st Street overlay district. So what the applicant is proposing to do is to remove from the PCO and put it into the Norfolk uh, and Western Historic Overlay. Again, that puts it into a local historic district, so any modifications to the outside um, will be reviewed by both the ARB, um, well, actually by the ARB. Um, they are also looking for a conditional use permit. Um, as you know, once you get into <coughs> this local historic district, that gives you the option to uh, have any use in either the residential or the commercial districts by conditional use permit. So the conditional use permit here is to allow for multifamily. Again, it's going to be 25 units um, with um, 2,000 square foot of commercial space on the first floor. Um, this is the site plan, again, the uh, building as it exists. They would uh, introduce some parking. Actually, it's probably being used for parking um, as its current use as in a warehouse uh, for a local furniture store. And they are also going to be doing some parking um, within a building in the uh, interior. They have met with our site plan folks uh, and our fire marshal to make sure that they are aware of anything that needs to be done to accommodate that. Um, just to give you some uh, old photos, this is the site, and it's a little hard to figure out where you are. Um, the slide on the left, um, that's uh, facing, so you see the railroad tracks, 23rd Street, on the right portion of that slide, and then Llewellyn along the top. Initially, uh, there was only three buildings there. The two on the outermost portion of the site uh, are still there. Um, Moving over, and these are the Sanborn maps that we have. Moving over to 1928, you start to see uh, some additional buildings on the site. Um, and then we really start to see the U-shaped building as we know it today. Uh, again, the, the photograph on the left, you can see the railroad train or tracks with uh, Llewellyn kind of on the top portion uh, of the slide. Um, and then uh, on the right portion, again, a little bit more of that U-shaped building uh, as we know it today. Uh, apparently, the, uh, the buildings on the left portion of the site, or the south portion of the site, um, there was an automobile, I think it was sales business. They moved from Church Street and they relocated to this site. Um, a little bit more of what we see today. The graphic on the right kind of shows the buildings and the dates, uh, or the years, I should say, um, that the buildings were added to the site. And that's the building as we uh, know it today, pretty much. Um, the site plan again. And these are our photos of the site today, um, looking kind of across Llewellyn towards the building. That's the angle from 22nd Street. And that's the portion of the building there that would be used for the commercial. Um, moving down, this is along the railroad track. And um, so again, the request that you have before you um, is to um, put the site into the Norfolk and Western Historic uh, Overlay District, uh, as well as for a conditional use permit um, for the multifamily. The conditions uh, for the conditional use permit. Uh, the site be, shall generally be designed in accordance with the conceptual site plan entitled the Welland Project uh, Layout Plan. Uh, number two, prior to the approval of the site plan for the additional parking improvements proposed pursuant to this rezoning application, an interior, all interior lot lines of the subject parcel shall be vacated uh, and no improved, unimproved surfaces on the site shall be used to park or store motor vehicles at any time. So subject to those conditions, staff is recommendation, recommending that both the change of zoning and the conditional use permit be approved. Thank you, Susan. Uh, any question on Ms. Pollock, uh, commissioners? Chair acknowledges that there is no opposition to this application. And here to answer questions, uh, Thomas Dickey. Thank you, sir. Anything you'd like to add? Thank you, sir. Susan. Okay, the motion is to approve the change of zoning uh, to the Norfolk and Western Historic Overlay uh, and for a conditional use permit subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Murphy? Aye. Dr. Newman? Aye. And Mr. Fairley? Um, Mr. Dickey, we are appreciative indeed of the 
initiatives of monument have taken our in our city, um, being at the uh, Paragon, if you will, right at the forefront of adaptive reuse. We appreciate uh, your efforts here, and hopefully you folks will be successful with this as well and many other projects in the future. So I vote yes, and I wish you the best. Susan. The next item, uh, item number five, KRM Properties, LLC, for conditional use permit to allow dwelling, comma, multifamily within a CC community commercial district where more than 50% of the first floor is utilized for residential purposes at 2406 Collie Avenue. The purpose of this request is to convert an existing industrial building into a mixed-use building with commercial space along Collie Avenue and one dwelling unit to the rear. Excuse me, Mr. Chair, I need to abstain from this item. So noted. Thank you, Mr. Murphy. All right. Good afternoon. This application is by KRM Properties, and it is for a conditional use permit to uh, operate a residential on the ground floor of a commercial building occupying more than 50% of that ground floor. The site is located on your screen here on the east side of Collie Avenue um, between West 24th and West 25th Street in the Norfolk and Western um, industrial area. It's uh, just as you come out of the Collie Avenue underpass going north, um, the property will be on your right. And that portion of Collie Avenue is served by a service lane uh, right in front of the building there. And the property is zoned commercial. And the new zoning ordinance does allow mixed use, does allow residential within commercial buildings. And it just requires a conditional use permit if you need to occupy more than 50% of the ground floor with, uh, with residential. So this building is requesting that conditional use permit. As we look on the uh, site plan or the floor plan on your right, um, we show that the commercial portion is located towards Collie Avenue, towards the front. And from the front, it would appear as an entirely commercial building. Um, there is a, a driveway directly to the right of that that leads back to the residential. Uh, and that's where the entrance to the residential will be. So with that in mind, it, it absolutely meets the intent of that regulation. We have the commercial up front where it needs to be. All the visibility is focused on the commercial and still allows for uh, us to have that mix of uses that we're seeing uh, throughout this entire Norfolk and Western uh, corridor. So with that, staff does recommend approval of the proposal as presented with the conditions contained in your staff report. And I did receive in your packet, I have added a letter of support from the Park Place Civic League, as well as a letter, an email of support from the Norfolk and Western Business Association to this request. Thanks, Matt. Any questions of Mr. Simons, Commissioners? Just All like right. to note for the record that with um, uh, Mr. Mercy's uh, abstinence from this particular application, we still have a quorum in place. All right. Uh, any, so, Matt, wait a minute. Sure. No questions of Matt. Thank you, Matthew. Yes, sir. Uh, Chair would like to acknowledge that there is no opposition to this application. Uh, for the record, we would want to identify Ms. Don Murphy here to ask, answer any questions. Hearing none, Susan. Okay. Uh, the motion is to approve the conditional use permit subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Dr. Newman? And Mr. Okay. <laughs> and Mr. Fraley. I uh, wish you the best with that. Good luck. We'll make that recommendation to council. Okay. The uh, item number six on your agenda, Norview Realty LLC for the following conditional use permits at 3542 North Military Highway, A, automobile sales, and B, automobile repair and maintenance major. The purpose of the request is to allow for an automobile sales and repair establishment. Chris. Good afternoon. Uh, this is a request from Norview Realty LLC uh, for two conditional use permits. One would be for automobile sales, and the other would be for automobile repair and maintenance major. The site is on North Military Highway uh, on the eastern side of North Military, just north of the Azalea Garden Road intersection. And the site itself is zoned commercial um, CC, which is community commercial. And the existing um, or the prior use of the, of the site was a Wendy's fast food restaurant, uh, which uh, burned down, which had a fire uh, and has since been demolished. So the site is now vacant. The proposal, again, is for these two conditional use permits. So it would be a new, uh, new building 
for uh, Norview Realty LLC, be a new automobile uh, establishment sales. Uh, they would have repair of vehicles as well as uh, a rental operation as well. Um, they would go through the full site plan review process, which is uh, the city administered program uh, for new buildings like this. Um, and they would basically, as you see in the conceptual site plan, um, this would give you an idea of what it would look like on the ground. So they would build uh, a new building there to the on the right side of the site here, which would be the southern end of the site. And they would also do a new parking lot. And as you see here, they would have certain areas where the uh, sales, repair, uh, customer parking, employee parking, and then as well as the automobiles available for rental. All these things would be clearly designated and um, they'd have to adhere to this plan. Uh, also, there are two, currently there are two access points on the site, um, or driveways. They would be closing one, and as you see here, there would only be one entranceway uh, under this new plan. There, as well as uh, some landscaping where the uh, previous driveway access was located. They would also have to do landscaping around the perimeter of the site. They'd have to buffer the residential to the rear with a 10-foot buffer, uh, including a six to eight foot fence or wall there, op opaque fence or wall. Um, all these all these improvements will be fine-tuned um, and, and required as part of the site plan review process as well, which would ensure things like stormwater uh, regulations are uh, adhered to and utilities, fire, police, uh, zoning, of course, um, and, and every, anything else that uh, needs to be looked at during that process. And I've also included some elevations of the proposed building just to give you an idea of what they're planning on the, uh, the building looking like. This would be the uh, front view of the building from North Military Highway uh, where the office space is. Um, and then as you can see, the, there are six bays where the repair operations would take place. So the uh, staff does recommend approval of the conditional use permits as presented. Uh, subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Um, and additionally, the this applicant tried to make contact with the Civic League, um, Azalea Acres, Azalea Lakes, but uh, apparently they weren't active. So they hosted a neighborhood meeting, uh, which is the alternative process. And at that meeting, a couple of people showed up from the area, um, had a few questions, but overall no opposition was raised by the uh, attendees at the meeting. And I'll stand by uh, for questions. Yeah, Chris, one of those requirements, I uh, see we got six bays in this building. Is this an actual rendering of the building that's going to be on the site? So this is a, uh, this is sort of a preliminary uh, conceptual rendering. Um, this wouldn't be, you know, th there are changes to the building that could come out of the site plan review process, but this was designed uh, with the city's, the zoning ordinances form standards. Mm -hmm for suburb, new suburban uh, commercial buildings. So um, this is as probably pretty close to what it will end up looking like. Conditions, uh, all repair work gonna be done inside? Inside the building, yes, sir. Uh, we had a stipulation uh, some time back uh, that every vehicle is there is either for sale or there is an existing work order. Is that gonna be the case here? Yeah, they have to have, um, Clearly, the ones that are for repair, awaiting repair, they have to have a valid work order for those vehicles. Uh, and sidewalks. Are we going to get sidewalks? Yes. Along um, Military Highway? Yeah, we... Um, this building? Yes, sir. We, uh, you know, as part of the um, our, our analysis of the site and um, kind of what we've done on other sites on North Military Highway, uh, we the department, the planning department in the city does uh, feel strongly about the Complete Streets initiatives and, and the policy the city is looking at. Um, for, for really all sites in the city. And as part of that, we feel that the sidewalks, installation of sidewalks here would be appropriate. And uh, even though there aren't sidewalks on the adjacent sites, uh, we would like to you know, start something, hopefully. Um, what, are, uh, what are on the adjacent sites? What properties? The adjacent sites, so if you, if you look back um, the first slide here, the, on the northern side, is uh, so the if you kind of go up military highway that site is Patriot Auto Sales, um, they do sales and they have a, a rental business as well next door to that. Um, 
to the south, I believe uh, that is another auto sales establishment, I believe. Um, all these have been uh, in existence about, you know, same around the same time. They've all sort of been established about the same time. And there's also some restaurants uh, further to the north and south. Um, so it, it, you know, mainly commercial uh, along this whole corridor. Thanks, Chris. Uh, anybody have any questions, commissions of uh, Mr. Whitney? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, here to speak in favor of this application is the applicant, Mr. John Arney. Um, I'm just here to answer questions. Please come forward, Mr. Arney. Give us your name uh, and mail address, if you would. Sure. My, my name is John Arney, mm -hmm. and my mailing address is 3554 North Military Highway. Mm -hmm. Uh, in, in broad terms, uh, I thought we found out from uh, our field trip uh, that the site to the north of you uh, is adjacent is adjacent to you, obviously. But are you two aligned in some way? We, I am, I guess, leasing that property for at present, but I have no ownership interest in the property. Okay, all right, good deal. And is your intent here to? Uh, sell and service. Correct. Okay. And your hours of operation are within normal business hours, I presume. Correct. Well, maybe you should tell me what they are. Okay. Uh, Monday to Friday, 8 to 5. Okay. Right. Uh, anything you'd like to add at this point? Um, no, not at this time. I'm okay. just here to answer any questions. Good deal. Any questions of Mr. Arnie, commissioners? Uh, I only call you up because... Uh, Military Highway and Little Creek Road have been uh, in our history for quite some time in terms of uh, there being a hope of minimizing um, uh, cars and bars, if you will, to make it simple along those two thoroughfares. Uh, we haven't had many applications to come forward, I guess, maybe as a result of that. Yours is one of the first in some time. Um, so if you get the opportunity to operate, I would... I would ask you to keep that in mind, that you may be setting the standard for those that may come behind you, and you might be scrutinized more deeply because of the fact that you're the first one to come along in quite some time uh, in that area. So we're going to ask uh, a strict adherence to the guidelines in the, if the application is approved, and uh, ask you to operate your business in a manner which supplements and tries to uplift that area as best as possible. Yeah. Understood. Thank you. Any other questions? Thank you, sir. Susan, there is no opposition. Okay. The motion is to approve the conditional uh, use permits subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Murphy? Aye. Dr. Newman? Aye. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. We'll make that recommendation to council. Good luck. Okay, item number seven, uh, Uno Pizzeria and Grill for the following conditional use permits at 5700 East Virginia Beach Boulevard, A, a restaurant operating after 11 o'clock p.m., and B, live entertainment. The purpose of this request is to allow the existing restaurant to operate after 11 o'clock p.m. with live entertainment under new ownership. Okay, this application is Uno Pizzeria and Grill. They're coming in for a conditional use permit. They're located at 5700 East Virginia Beach Boulevard at the intersection of North Military Highway and East Virginia Beach Boulevard. Um, the applicant is proposing to operate an existing restaurant um, after 11 p.m. with live entertainment. The zoning for this location is CR Regional Commercial. Um, the request is to modify the existing conditional use permit, changing ownership and operating after 11 p.m. So the hours of operation are 11 a.m. until 11 p.m. Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. until 12 midnight Friday and Saturday. The hours for entertainment are limited. They are from 5 p.m. until 12 midnight Friday and Saturday. The capacity for this location is 175 seats indoors with 84 seats outdoors with 274 total capacity. And their entertainment options is a four-member live band which they've had prior to their zoning certificate. 
and staff does re recommend approval. Thank you, sir. Any questions of Ms. Williams, commissioners? Thank you, ma'am. Uh, there's no opposition to this application. Here to speak in his favor is Amir. Help me with your last name. Yasby. 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 And I'll be sure to answer questions. Thank you, sir. No opposition, Susan. Okay. Uh, the motion is to approve the conditional use permit subject to the con conditions contained in the staff report. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Murphy? Aye. Dr. Newman? Aye. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. Good luck with that. We'll make that recommendation to council. Okay. Item number eight, City Walk 3, LLC, for a closure of a certain portion of Waterside Drive between Atlantic Street and Commercial Place containing 6,184 square feet or 0.142 acres, more or less. The purpose of this request is to accommodate a land swap closing a narrow portion of unused public right-of-way along the northern line of Waterside Drive in exchange for a right-of-way dedication along the adjacent side streets, Atlantic Street and Commercial Place, in order to expand the public sidewalks along both sides of the street. Ms. Shea. Uh, this item is for a, a street closure for a portion of Waterside Drive located in downtown. Um, it is actually not improved an improved portion of the right-of-way. It's uh, north of the sidewalk. The sidewalk would remain along Waterside Drive between Commercial Place and Atlantic. Um, to the, just, it used to be used as a bank drive through this site, uh, and it's just south of the Icon building. Um, and it would allow for future development of this site. And staff recommends approval. Thank you, Paula. Any questions of Ms. Shea? Thank you, Paula. Uh, here to ask questions about this application, representing the applicant, Rick Hen. Thank you, Rick. Susan. Okay, the motion is to approve the closure of that portion of Waterside Drive. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Murphy? Aye. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Fraley? All right, we'll make that recommendation to council. Good luck with that, Rick. Thanks. Okay, and then on to new business. Item number one, uh, development certificate. Uh, Breeding Investment Properties, Inc., downtown development certificate waivers for off-street parking and side yard setbacks at 533 Front Street. All right. So this is a request for a downtown development certificate with two waivers. And the site is located in the Fort Norfolk Atlantic City portion of downtown. Um, it's directly beside the new Roebuck building that was um, renovated, which is uh, beside the security storage uh, warehouse, uh, which was in the security storage historic building warehouse, um, located on the, uh, on the south <coughs> side of Front Street. The existing conditions in the area originally, um, last before this, was it mainly an industrial area other than the uh, PETA uh, offices and then there are some condos on the pier directly to the east um, but most of this area including this specific site has been used for decades as an industrial area and uh, the application now is to take uh, one of the last uh, industrial um, pieces in this area and to um, redevelop the site for an apartment complex, a 258 unit apartment complex. It does require a downtown development certificate because it's located in the downtown uh, FN or Fort Norfolk district and anything in any of the downtown districts requires a downtown development certificate. They are required, they are allowed to ask for waivers from certain things and uh, for this specific development they, they are asking for a waiver from the off-street parking ratio uh, which I'll explain in just a second and from the side yard setback uh, requirement. The parking for this downtown district only is two spaces per dwelling units. In all the other downtown districts, there's no parking required at all. Um, but in this district, it's two spaces per dwelling unit. And that was in our old ordinance, um, even before we had light rail in the area. And it's, it's, it was carried over, um, but it's not in keeping with other uh, parking, um, other uh, projects that have been approved. It's not the ratio that we, we've seen um, in throughout most of the city, really. Uh, the zoning ordinance recommends 1.5 in the downtown character district and allows 1.6 in the traditional and 1.75 in th the suburban and the rest of the city. Uh, so 1.5 is appropriate and they're asking for a waiver to reduce it down to that 1.5, which is, which is appropriate. Um, the side yard setback 
you can see it, in looking at these two um, pictures I'll show, this is the uh, north, I'm sorry, the um, east side of the property next to the uh, old historic warehouse building, and then on the west side of the property uh, on, on this picture. The zoning ordinance requires in this district a 20-foot side setback as these different properties are developed. The point of that setback, the purpose of that is to provide uh, fairly frequent access opportunities for residents to get to the water and there's also a requirement for a, a promenade to be developed along the water's edge as these properties get developed one by one that they would connect into to continue a continuous promenade along the water. So the point of the side yard setback requirement is to allow pretty much two things. First is to allow, as you look on the site plan, uh, connection points to a continuous pedestrian promenade. Uh, also, it's to allow for uh, the ability to have view corridors through developments so people know that there's a promenade along the water that, that they can freely walk to. Um, this site is probably the narrowest of all the sites that are in the area available for development. So the, um, the requirement to have both sides developed with a 20-foot walkway uh, provides some constraints on the developability of the site. What we have suggested and what they would like to do uh, is to provide an extra setback on the east side, which you see in this picture here. It allows for um, to to have some to give some of the prominence on that streetscape to the historic building by offsetting from that historic building, and it also allows a a clear uh, watershed view to the waterfront um, that you see there along the. Um, the same shoreline that the that the wharf uh, provides. Mm -hmm. On the other side, if you were to provide that same extra setback, you wouldn't have your view con continue along the wharf's edge because of the shape of the property. Also, what this does, it allows for uh, the fire department to provide easy access along this um, this private road down to the very end in case they ever need to get to the very end of that development for to fight a fire or to deal with an emergency situation towards the end. Whereas they could not do that if they were to try and do it on the other side, as you see here, because of the tight turn that takes place in the shoreline. So we feel that this really does provide for the best opportunity to provide a fire access lane and to have a, a water vista that carries along the wharf's edge uh, in that, in that um, in that area. And we feel like it also respects the uh, historic prominence of the only historic resource that's left in that area, which is that building, the Roebuck building that had recently been uh, renovated, because it sets off from that and gives the prominence to that building. So we feel that the setback is appropriate and it maintains the true intent of what the setback is trying to do, which is still provide, as you see on both sides, pedestrian access to the promenade. The staff does recommend approval of the request with both waivers as they're being requested and um, and, as, and you have also in your site on your site packet um, additional information on the unit count and the unit mix and um, and also the, the the survey of the site I will also mention one last thing on the parking which as you see from the site plan you truly will not be able to see the parking at all from the public uh, realm. Um, the parking is located in a parking garage that is fully wrapped uh, by the apartment units, and it and it absolutely beco um, becomes it, the focus is taken off of that parking entirely, and it's on the the building itself and the architecture of the building. So with that, we do appreciate how that's being designed, and we think that that is appropriate, and they've done that the best they the best that they can. Uh, to minimize the impacts of the parking. Staff recommends approval of the project as presented. Matt, we do get a promenade, public access promenade, all the way around the waterfront of this site. Yes, we do, and right. it does tie in with the it's most existing. recent one right. that was um, uh, con constructed at the Roebuck building. They have, they've built the connection there, it goes mm -hmm. right up to this property line, and they would connect right to that. Good deal. Uh, any questions of Mr. Simon, commissioners? Matt. What's the width of the promenade? It is a 20-foot minimum. Wow. Yep. Any other questions? Thanks, Matt. All right. Uh, Chair acknowledges no opposition to this application. Uh, we do want to acknowledge uh, Roger Rodriguez as well as 
Jeff Klein. Help me. Jeff Cleaver, the architect. Cleaver. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I could, couldn't make out his architectural penmanship here. <laughs> no opposition, Susan. Okay, the motion is to approve the development, development certificate subject to the waivers pertaining to the off-street parking and the side yard setbacks. Ms. Austin? In my opinion, uh, what is what the uh, developers have done in order to set the building back and take uh, into consideration the historic nature of the building beside it and a view that it offers something for the city as well as for the site, so mine is an enthusiastic yes. Mr. Hutchins? Uh, I, I'm a big fan of equitable parking, um, <laughs> you know, to support the residents. And I think you all did a fine job um, with this, this design. And um, uh, with that, I vote aye. Mr. Murphy? I'd like to thank the applicant for their positive comments in the newspaper uh, regarding the area. And sound really enthusiastic in uh, promoting the Elizabeth River Trail. I'm really happy to see, so I vote aye. Dr. Newman? Vote aye. And Mr. Fairley? Uh, double thumbs up. Aye. Good luck with that. We'll make that recommendation to council. No, we won't. That's new business. <laughs> <laughs> but we wish you the best of luck. Okay. Uh, second item under new business, uh, initiate a zoning text amendment. Uh, text amendment to section 3.6.11, principal accessory and temporary use table for historic and cultural conservation based zoning districts of the Norfolk Zoning Ordinance to allow a secondary school in the HCG1 Ghent Historical and Cultural Conservation District by conditional use permit. Um, so we have uh, an applicant who is uh, requesting that you all, as uh, one of two people that are allowed to uh, amend the zoning ordinance, um, to amend the zoning ordinance to allow secondary school uh, within the HCG1 district. It is one of our historic districts. Um, Elementary schools are currently permitted by right. Uh, secondary schools are not. So this text amendment would uh, amend that district to allow secondary schools. And I wanted to, we talked about what, what grades were in which schools. And the zoning ordinance says for secondary, uh, or for secondary school, an educational institution that offers a program of instruction typically 9th through 12th grade level, but may include 6th through 8th. And then the, on the opposite side of that elementary school, an educational institution that offers a program of institutional of instruction, typical kindergarten through fifth or sixth grade, but may include um, sixth through eighth. So there's some flexibility with that sixth through eighth in both elementary uh, and secondary. Um, but this is a request to initiate uh, the amendment to the HCG districts. Chair will entertain a motion to initiate a text amendment. So moved. Second. Properly moved and second to entertain the text amendment uh, for consideration of the addition of secondary schools in the ACG1 district. Uh, you ready for the question? Those in favor, let it be known by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Unanimous. Thank you. Okay. And then and finally, the item three. Last item. Um, as you all know, uh, the city has been working for quite some time. Uh, as Paula can tell you, on uh, the St. Paul's area. Uh, we are finally ready, we think, in the short term to start um, actual development. Um, we are What we are trying to do with this district is to put something in place so that um, as we get the projects in, the zoning will be uh, created so they can um, put it on the ground with the project. So what we would like to do is have the Planning Commission initiate um, uh, the ability for us to start working on the creation of that zoning district. Just a couple of questions, uh, I guess. Paula, you should be beaming uh, to find out that this project has gotten to this point. I mentioned that for the record. Paula and I were involved in the first St. Paul's Quadrant Vision meeting, which was 2006 or 8, I guess. Six. Six. Uh, well, now we're to the point where we have a, quote, plan, a visionary plan in place. Paula, my question is simply this. Are you uh, taking the plan that has come forward and trying to establish some zoning parameters around it? Yes. Okay. All right. Good deal. Um, this thing, uh, this thing, I, that's not a good term. <laughs> this project is going to be a major turnaround for our city. It's 
expansion of our downtown, relocation of some 1,600 families, some 4,200 people ultimately, and when you think about Tidewater Gardens, Calvert Square, and Young Terrace. Uh, so I, I'm glad that we're finally getting started in terms of putting some pencil to paper in terms of zoning and uh, put my fellow commissioners on notice. This is only the beginning. So uh, this is likely going to be a 20-year project, possibly. So we're going to be seeing a lot of this, and uh, our city is going to be judged by how we handle this. Uh, so we need to be extremely sensitive to what Paula brings us. I'm sure Paula will be happy to answer any questions you have, as long as they're not too mean. And um, look forward to see if we can get something on paper that will help us evolve our city to be, once again, even more than it already is. But uh, with that, uh, the chair will entertain a motion. So moved. Seconded. Moved and seconded to accept the initiation of the zoning district for the St. Paul's area. Are you ready for the question? Those in favor, let it be known by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Uh, we stand approved. Uh, with that, Mr. Melita, you have anything for us, sir? No, Mr. Chair. Uh, Susan, Bobby? Okay. Commissioners, any questions, comment? Here and now we stand adjourned. Thank you.